0: Now, it's the Bachelor lifestyle. Yeah, that Carbone turned down 3-0. It's my first impression. It's Ron Beck and Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You run in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. Okay, I'm going to serve the shuttlecock. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls you can sweet. With your third or fourth girl of the week.
1: Welcome back. Voice crack. Uh, Welcome back to the inaugural episode of this season's coverage of the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Very stoked to have you guys back. Um, A lot of people were hitting me up. Hey, when are we going to hear some Bachelor talk? The only reason we tune in is for the Bachelor. We want Jay Stew. What is going on with the Bachelor coverage? Well... As much as I hate to have to pay attention to this show, and they're really... I mean, it's so many hours of programming, and you can, you can only fast forward so much. Like, at some point, you kind of have to stop and see who's getting a rose and whatnot. I am all in. I am here for you guys for Bachelor Lifestyle coverage this season. As you can, as you heard in the intro, we got a new song. Brad in New York hooked us up with a custom theme song for The Bachelor Lifestyle Very talented guy. Very thankful to him. Thank you for that, Brad. Uh, I am joined this week and every week by fan favorite Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you?
2: Hello, everybody. And um, I will say just a a couple opening lines here. Um, I don't remember a season of The Bachelor being so much like middle school. And I think I I narrowed it down because you have – a couple of mental midgets at play, and the conversation is so um, seventh grade that I have found the first two episodes tough to get through. But go it's, ahead and introduce tough. our guests.
1: It's tough. And <laughs> we are lucky enough to be joined by this week. We like to preview the season with easily, I don't even think there's a question, the foremost non bachelor affiliated. Bachelor he's like a, he's like the rogue bachelor guy but he is the one the only the guy that is more in tune with what's happening on the bachelor the authority on the internet of course i'm talking about friend of the show reality steve steve carbone how are you my friend
3: hey you couldn't have added this year Second place finisher in the smack off to my bio. Oh, I mean, they still do the that, smack. That, that's happened since last I was on. Shut I mean,
1: up. That's, that's huge. Well, I, if I had known, I definitely would have given you credit. <laughs> uh Congratulations on that. Uh Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm well, like, can we, can
2: we start, let me start off with a couple of things for Steve here. Okay. All right. um, Get right th- it. Th- you got to think about our world versus his world, right? We are, um, we're two weeks into the the start of a bachelor season and we're doing our first podcast, right? Steve, Steve does bachelor spoilers 24 seven for 365 days a year. He's so in the weeds. He's probably completely foreign with a couple of dudes doing a podcast two weeks late into the season.
3: (laughs) i mean you're somewhat accurate i mean yeah it's it's been you know this season films from september of 18 through right before a week before thanksgiving so september 20th through november 14th 15th somewhere around that area so yeah i've been following it on a daily basis back when it was happening you know keeping up to date on what's happened since filming has ended and um you know, all these women turning on their Instagram pages and I'm watching all their followers just jump up into the six figure range. When I first released them as contestants, they were under 10,000. Like it's, it's, it's nuts what this, what this show has turned into and the social media phenomenon that has, it has become. But yeah, it's like, it's funny because I know that you guys, you know, two episodes in, we started this episode, we started this premiere with 30 women started this episode with 23 and you probably off the top of your head could name i don't know six or eight that stick out to you like and i could easily name all 23 just because it's my job and i'm looking at these names and faces every day but yeah to the average viewer like yourself yeah you probably know about six or eight and that's about it i'm looking it's kind of
2: like it's kind of like a casual conversation that i've had with um with a like, a like a fringe Dodger fan or sports right. fan to the sports bar. They find out who I am and they're like, Hey, what about the Dodgers, man? And like, <laughs> yeah, I know I've, I've worked for the station the last four years. I could tell you, you know, they're farm hands. I know every man on the roster and this guy wants to have like a very surface discussion on whether or not they have a chance at Bryce Harper. Uh, but I think that you probably welcome a conversation like this. I mean, we're we're not going to get into the weeds and I, I promise our listeners no spoilers, because I don't do spoilers.
1: We don't spoil. We no, don't spoil. No spoilers. Even though, fine. even though if you want to know what's going to happen before it happens, you just go to realitysteve.com and it's all there for you.
2: Yeah.
3: And by the way, Jay Stu, what do you think about the Dodgers? Maybe re-signing your boy, Manny Machado. Yeah. I know you like, you're a big fan Bring of him. Bring him back big, in the fold. Big hustle I, guy.
2: I think that, um, I don't know if there's a bigger punk in the major leagues and I've never <laughs> wanted to be more distant from a more talented player and for those that follow me on twitter and i know most of you do um (laughs) one of my better lines today um i responded to a tweet about yasmani grandal accepting a one-year offer from the brewers instead of re-signing with the dodgers or or signing with the mets for four years and my reply was something along the lines of you know this really uh he really dropped the ball on this one. This slipped through his hands. Oh, he pun. really he really missed out on this one.
1: Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh okay. So I'm looking at this page the of the of the bachelor contestants and I'll be honest, yeah. I don't know who's who's there, who's come, who's gone. This is the most average boring Crop of contestants in several seasons. So, would you guys not agree?
2: I disagree. I, oh, okay. I I think that's a lazy take, and I know Steve doesn't agree. Oh my god,
1: it's uh, well, easy it's, to say so this who, the boring. Season, who are you into? There's no hot chicks, or there's. I mean, they if there are some hot chicks, they haven't demonstrated themselves. You got you got a, a two two women that are vying for the villain role, both trying to be this season's Corinne. Except here's the problem. Corinne, despite being a monster, was smoking hot. Neither of these chicks compare. Demi, she looks like she's 13 years old. I'm uncomfortable having her on the show. And Catherine claims to be 26. She's 49 if she's a day. She's got more filler in those lips than any of the real housewives. Like, it's this this show has become such a phenomenon and being a contestant on this show has become a career maker why can they not get better contestants steve carbone your thoughts i mean
3: i guess it's all subjective we brian you don't think um first impression rose girl hannah g you don't think she's no i like yeah she's like an i think she's just I don't want to say I don't want to say cute as a button cuz that yeah.
1: sounds just so gosh. She's the oh. one is she the one from San or uh Huntington Beach? No, that's no. Cassie. Cassie. All right. I think I like her too. No, I'm I'm into Hannah G. She's okay. But I mean very attractive woman. Yeah, very attractive. Yeah,
3: it's Instagram Instagram model basically. So yeah. Right. She's, she's check her Instagram she's from Alabama, change.
2: right? She's a uh yes, Birmingham. She's a, she's a content creator on her bio page which just tells me She's on Instagram. That's that's <laughs> her job. I'm on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, and if, I,
3: you, look, but, and if you look at her Instagram, you'll be impressed. I mean, you can't tell me that girl is not really attractive. Like she she's cannot, not just she,
2: average. She cannot be further from my type. On, uh, I have to, I have to tell you <laughs> first and foremost. Um, besides a couple of the women of color that that are attractive, there are really there's an absence of curves curves in general in Agreed. this season.
1: Very and skinny, I, all of them. This Hannah G weird. is very skinny.
2: And yeah. I do need to shout out to uh, Pat and Chino, um, better, better known as the CEO. Check this uh, information out, Steve. I might have even scooped a reality Steve on this one. Bree is friends with Pat and Chino's daughter. And, and the CEO was putting out pictures of Bree with her daughter or with his daughter, I guess she lives in Chino Hills or somewhere around there. and She's a cutie too.
1: Point of parliamentary procedure. I don't think proximity to CEO is really a can be considered a scoop. <laughs> I mean, two. He has. I guess he has two degrees of separation
3: right. to the show now. Right. But um,
1: I don't. I don't think I that's. Mean- I don't think that's making, that's getting a blog post on realitysteve.com. Now, (laughs) Brie is the one that pretended to be Australian. Correct. Oh, that
2: was a great move. I love
1: that move. Oh, you would like that. She's very skinny also, but I don't hate her. She's, as far as this group of chicks, like she seems kind of fun. She's cute. I I don't mind Brie.
2: I I like the Australian accent thing. And I know that kind of hits home as, uh, you know, Brian Beckner. Lives with a kiwi, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Correct. I mean kiwis. That's that's uh, New Zealand. It's New Zealand. Yeah.
2: Well, isn't it all the same down there?
1: No, it isn't. They really hate that too. They really. <laughs> so you're, you're, yeah.
2: So your wife, your wife would really hate me right now. Uh,
1: no, she she's used to it because I do it all the time.
2: But yeah, just cl- clean that <laughs> up in post, please.
1: Yeah, I'll clean it up in post. <laughs> um, yeah. Who Who else? Who else stands out? Um, Catherine. Her her face is injected quite a bit. But she's kind of fun because she's a maniac. She's actually insane. Uh, She's still there, right? Yeah. Yes. She she made it. What about Sydney, the
3: woman who she's half Asian, quit her job as a New York Nick dancer to come on the show, mentioned she didn't say New York Knicks on the first episode, but that's who
1: she was a dancer for. Uh, Yeah, she's Uh, not bad. I don't mind her. She's okay. And
2: she was the one who admitted – I mean if you go back through the seasons of this show, there have been legitimate occupations. You know, there were lawyers and doctors and uh and teachers. She was making the big sacrifice of stepping away from her part-time minimum wage job as a dancer for the Knicks to be on the show. <laughs> well let's
1: let's that, is, that let, is true. Let's be honest though. I mean that's that that's a pretty good paying gig if you could manage to become impregnated by one of the players. Fair point. Yeah,
3: and maybe that's why she quit because she couldn't get impregnated by yeah. one of the players. Could be. Maybe Kevin Knox was not all up <laughs> like that. I'm,
1: I'm going to take your word for it that that's a Knicks player. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: yes. Who, who, who
2: was the uh, who was the contestant that uh, was the baby mama for a pacer?
1: Oh yeah, she was uh, Cassandra.
3: Oh, oh yeah, Cassandra from Juan Pablo season, and then a couple seasons of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, Rodney Stuckey's uh, baby. That's right, daddy. Yeah,
2: Rodney. Rodney baby stuck mom. it in.
3: Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice too. I mean, he's 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 on fire with the
1: with the yeah one liners uh, today. He, he he nails it every time. Uh, and and <laughs> it shouldn't this season. We can't just blame the contestants because we might have, and this is saying something because they're all pretty much duds. This could quite possibly be the most boring, uninteresting, nothing of a bachelor we've had in years, right? Like this guy has, is just his whole thing. And I don't know if you guys know this Colton, the bachelor He's never had sex before. Oh. What? <laughs> they don't it <laughs> hasn't been mentioned much on the show, but if you read between the lines, this guy Colton, he's 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 26 years old. He's gone his entire life without being sexed.
3: Yeah, unfortunate for him. Um I thought probably and I think this was a shout out by production last night or not last, um on Monday night's episode. Right. When Openly gay comedian Billy Eichner oh,
1: so tells
3: bad. Colton to his face.
2: Perfect.
3: Why aren't you the first? Why don't you just be the first gay bachelor? When the show is very well aware of comments like Brian Beckner's that have been made all throughout social media, insinuating that Colton is gay, and for them to leave that
2: That's
3: in it. the edit is almost right. like a nod to, "Hey, we we hear you, we hear you guys." Uh, like, and why else would it be left in? Agreed.
2: I have re- I have I have repeated this theory uh, multiple times on this podcast. Uh, Colton isn't gay. What Colton is is an emotionally unstable, mental midget. Yeah, he's like a kid who, who is who is not uh, mentally, emotionally prepared to have a relationship, uh, a significant relationship with the opposite sex. That's not gay. He has a defect, and what this show has done. For those people that don't watch it, the show's higher level producers have cast him now three times. It's crazy, knowing knowing that he's going to have another breakdown. Like yeah. this will be his third breakdown in That's three right. seasons. That's if right. You believe if you believe the previews, it's it it would it's borderline cruel. Um, and if there, there's nobody in his circle of friends or family that tell him that maybe you shouldn't do the show, am I am I am I way far off on that, Steve?
3: No, not at all. And I think that what you said right there is the exact reason that Colton was cast over fan favorites, Blake or Jason, because with Colton as your lead, regardless of whether you like him or not, regardless of whether you think he's gay or not, the thing is, he's got a built-in storyline. If you put Jason in that role or you put Blake in that role, what is their what is their storyline other than I was dumped by Becca Colton has the virginity thing. It's, you know, Oh, I lost myself. I'm always trying to please other people. Like he's had like an actual storyline that they can go with over the course of 10 or 11 weeks that they can build up this. He's gaining more confidence because he's just hasn't been experienced as opposed to, you know, you put Jason in that role and you get his intro video in the very beginning. What does he say? What do we know about Jason other than, he has greasy hair. Yeah. And yeah. then what do we know about Blake? Like they're just, they didn't have a backstory. Colton for sure had a backstory. So it makes sense. And I think Colton is certainly up for giving them. I mean, just looking by the preview the amount of tears that he's going to give them is unparalleled in bachelor world. I think.
2: Yeah. You guys remember, you remember bull Durham when, uh, when crash is given advice to nuke on the cliches that he needs to use in the major leagues you guys remember that yes, scene?
1: Yes, we've seen it.
2: And he, and he repeats over and over again, just the cliches that we hear on a daily basis. Just happy to be here, giving 110%. Like yeah. Colton, Colton Underwood, uh, the reason, speaking to Brian's point, that this is a boring season because the subject has nothing to say ever of any depth yeah. is because I think that he is the product of this show has been in so long that I'm sure the first season was was when he was like four or five years old. He has literally been raised by females, I'm sure, and himself watching the show. And if you – I swear, if you want to play this – I'm not a big drinking game person, but if you were to do that, every time this guy utters a bachelor cliche to take a drink – he just goes right back to the, the lines that we've yeah. been hearing over and over again as as opposed to offering anything of significance and interest.
3: Yeah. I hear I I, 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 I don't I don't disagree with that at yeah. all. I mean he is he is almost a producer puppet. Like he will do what they say. He will say exactly the things that I think he thinks people want to hear. Right. And we're just not getting a real person. We're getting a robot back there who is excited about building his brand. He was a failed practice squad player for the Chargers and ouch, the Raiders.
0: Ouch.
3: Um, and he has nothing going for him other than this franchise. I, I, okay. I shouldn't say that. That That's harsh when he's got a foundation for kids with cystic fibro- fibrosis to give them vests for breathing. Okay. Awesome. He's got that. I, I yeah. shouldn't. I shouldn't uh, just fly past that. He no. he he has done something good in his life. However, as a lead, is he the most dynamic personality? No. Absolutely not. No. Um, he, But he's got a story, and I see why they went with him. But as we know with these shows, the cast is what makes the show not necessarily the lead. Of because course. you're talking the next morning. You're talking Tuesday morning about... Did you see all the wild antics that Demi pulled? Not God. Colton was boring, although he was, um, you're talking about the women the next day, not necessarily anything. The the lead really did.
2: So could we, could we get right to it and, and talk about Hannah B who, um, who was the very first one-on-one date of the season. Yeah. Hannah B is a Miss Alabama. Miss Alabama. She was Miss, Miss Alabama, 2018, um she is dumb as a bag of rocks she doesn't open up she opens up slightly but she matches his intelligence and uh the date as as they like skillfully and purposefully edited was filled with a lot of awkwardness um there was if if they're doing that to a date a, uh, you know a show that kind of tries to still pretend like they're matchmaking and they they have the best intentions they made both of these people look like fucking morons in this first date and somehow colton at the end of the night gave her a rose even though she had almost zero to offer and she's kind of she's kind of psychotic right is, is that the book on her steve
3: I, I mean that according to her competitor in the Miss USA pageant, Miss North Kaylin, Carolina, who was Miss North Carolina. Yep. Um, But I've heard different, I've heard, there's two sides to that story. I've heard Kay, Kaylin is the one that's the kind of the, is the reason why that friendship no longer exists. I mean, these two roomed together at Miss USA and before they went on the show, they were no longer friends. I mean, you know how those pageants work. I mean, you basically spend a whole week with these women, and you you know you bond and you do the BFF thing for life. These two coming out of Miss USA 2018 or Miss Univ- uh, yeah, Miss USA 2018 couldn't stand each other. So obviously, they each got a story about why they don't get along. I know that's going to be talked about um, further in next week's episode during the pool party. So be ready for that.
2: How, uh, how coincidental, by the way, that the the cast. The casting agents or casting people found two enemies from beauty pageants to be on a reality show. That was just coincidental, right? And,
1: didn't do and what are the odds that you pull two chicks out of the pageant world and they both just happen to be crazy? Yeah. <laughs> what are the
3: odds? Yeah. I mean, you, you would never have seen that coming in a million years. What I heard was Hannah was the one that they basically cast first or had on their radar. And then when they found out about Kaelin, they said, okay, we've got a built-in drama here. Let's get them both on. So I
1: heard, I heard Hannah was first, you know, that has to piss Hannah off too. That that just has to drive her nuts that they bring in her rival from Miss USA to be her built-in rival on the show. I love that. I love that aspect. Great casting.
3: Yeah, I couldn't disagree. I couldn't, I, I don't disagree with it. Um, it is something though that the show has never really done in the past. So it was actually kind of surprising. Like they, they've been good about, we're not casting people who know each other or people who were already friends. There's a lot of crossover this season that I pointed to when I first started announcing these women on the show back in like September and October. Um, there's an, there's, there's like seven different connections that some of these women knew each other. Now I think Kaylin and Hannah, is going to be the only one that's even talked about on the show. But there was definitely women on the show that knew the, who someone else was on the cast. But I don't think it's ever going to be brought up.
2: It's all incestuous, right? Yeah. I mean, that once you get in this door, you're kind of in. So if you're a family member or you have a friendship to the uh, production crew or, or a former cast member, I'm guessing that you do have an in. I mean, if you're going to the parties and the mixers and whatever the hell these people do – when they're not on the show, I think that it there has to be um, this there has to be some coincidences that aren't even like made public, right? The, the, there's some backroom dealings with the casting. I'm definitely. Guessing. Well, they will ask
3: former contestants. Do you have any friends you think that might be good for the show? Pass us along to them, and we'll contact them on Instagram or whatever, and we'll hit them up and ask them if they want to come on. Very few. I mean, you'll see the commercials run during throughout the course of the season. If you want to date our next Bachelor or Bachelorette, go to abc.com. Like, that's very. I mean, they think they do that to give people hope that they could get on this show, right? Right. But a lot of it is done through back channels of hitting up certain agencies, talent agencies, hitting up modeling agencies, and saying, "Hey, do you have any clients that would be good?" Hitting up former contestants. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of crossover, but the fact that some of these women knew each other, not new former contestants, like knew each other when they walked in is is definitely new for them. And, but I think the Hannah Kalen one is, is the only one we're going to hear about because I've seen a few of the girls interact already that I know knew each other and we, it hasn't been brought up. So I, I (laughs) doubt it. will.
1: I feel, uh, I feel like a lot of these chicks, a lot of the contestants are like cast offs that, Nick Vile is finished balls deeping, and he's just like, "Hey, um, let me call a producer and hey, I'm gonna send you on your way." It's kind of like the Jeter gift basket.
3: Yeah, Jeter gift basket. He's, yeah. he's like,
1: "Hey, I'm gonna send you on your way, but before I do that, I'm gonna send your headshot <laughs> to the production staff of The Bachelor just in case, as just as a thank you for allowing me to get up in it."
2: There is no doubt, right, Steve? I mean, I, I think that that's a common card played by some of these yeah. higher profile uh, former uh, contestants that they might be able to get you on the show and then you could have sex with them as For a payment. Sure.
3: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I know that we, ha- we do have an Orange County connection between two of the women this season.
2: Did I bring up the CEO connection?
1: <laughs> that's a scoop.
3: Yeah that that's where you outscooped me. So, yeah. Coming um, to
1: reality Steve tomorrow. Breeze <laughs> friends with the CEO's daughter.
2: I think I I think Paton Chino was um actually cuz and Chino did everything Jim Rohn back in the day. I wanna say Pat and Chino was witnessed Steve turning down oh a woman for chicken wings at a bar one night. I think he was he was there to make the infamous exchange.
3: CEO loves telling that story. Too bad it never happened, but he loves yeah, that carbone turned down free oral. That was the running joke for years on the show. <laughs> Which no heterosexual male would ever do ever. Um, the the bottom line was the chick wasn't into me. I didn't turn it down. She wasn't into me. Like I was of course, because the CEO was running the national in Fullerton. Right. Or he had a, didn't he run it or worked there or manager there or something?
2: No, uh, he was just there every time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So that's what it was. Um, Oh, Tom, Tom from the national. I remember (laughs) that guy's name. Anyway. He told me that one of his waitresses, who I remember being hot, but I couldn't tell you what she looked like or her name now, 25 years later. But I remember him saying, like, oh, she's, yeah, you should hit her up. She's definitely single. And I remember talking to her and wanting to it to go somewhere, and she just gave me nothing. So somehow that turned into I turned out she was willing to give me head, and I said no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, oh, that's how me. that
3: story went.
2: But, I mean, that, in your in, in your defense, the national had some good hot wings.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh they did! Hot. They had some great oh. wings.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, and but they also had great wings. So yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: um.
3: No, we we have an Orange County connection, not related to the CEO. So our girl Cassie from Huntington Beach. Yep. And our blonde who has never been kissed. Heather. Or had sex. Obviously, if she's never been kissed. She's obviously never had sex. Um, They both attended Biola University together at the same time. And how shocking that someone who went to Biola University has never had sex or never been kissed, (laughs) considering you have to sign a contract at that school that says, I will never drink, I will never have sex, and I will basically never have a social life here and have fun. Right.
1: I believe Biola stands for Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Yeah. Nice.
3: There you go. Um, uh, but, Heather, well, speak,
1: well, well, hold, hold on. on. Sec, hold, hold on. Hold on. We, While we're, we're on Heather. Yeah. She, I
2: I, need, I got some stuff on the
1: head. She, of the re, she went into her whole, I've never been kissed thing last night. Yeah. And I think that was a real mistake. Normally I'd be like, put your shit out. Put your there. Shit like, out. Like if you ever, wow, Stu, like if you have, like if you have Rodney Stuckey's kid, you want to say that right away. Hey, just by the way, I got Rodney Stuckey's kid at home. But if you've never been kissed, And you're talking to a virgin, a dude that has no game with chicks, you don't tell him that. Because Colton clearly was in a spot where he was ready to put a makeout on her. And then she's like, hey, by the way, I've never kissed a guy. Um, There's something wrong with me. He immediately, you could see his asshole pucker through the screen. You could hear it. If you'd listen closely, rewind the tape, you could hear him go... And just totally freeze. And then he's like, all right, well, gives her like a handshake, like a pat on the shoulder. Like she sealed her fate completely because she was basically saying, hey, I've never been kissed. Make out with me. Take the pressure off. But it it had the opposite effect. Colton lost his shit. And I feel like he's not going to touch her the rest of the season.
2: So how about this? So um, I was going to say about Heather something else, but I will say on that point, you you juxtapose Heather, who's never kissed anybody, with Elise, who's very much playing the card of, I'm older I and like experienced, yeah. and I will show you the ropes. Love it. She's, she's playing that card, and Heather goes right to the, I've never kissed a guy card. The opposite plays, but I, this is my thing with Heather, and I feel the same way about Colton. If you're 26 and you're a virgin... You're either a Bible thumper, and he says he's not.
1: Or a secret homo.
2: No, no, he's not gay. He's just emotionally unstable and has no idea what to do uh, mentally with a woman. And then you cast – I'm going to throw this back on the producers. You cast a woman who's never kissed a person. Um, And you exploit a woman who has never – done anything uh, maturity-wise with the opposite sex on a show that exposes people and is about as dirty as it gets in innuendo and everything else, I think it's unfair. if, If she indeed has never kissed a person, it's unfair to cast a person like this. And I think it's cruel, just as they do with Colton, to put her in this position. And how about this? If you're Heather and you have never kissed a person... And it's pretty much a given that the, uh, the subject is going to make out with every single woman like before episode three. Right. Like how exactly do you, how exactly are you going to get around that point? Has there been – maybe you have the spoiler, Steve, and maybe I'll, I'll – oh, no, uh, no, 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 This one, you can't, you, you can't give me a spoiler that, that he's going to pop her kiss cherry in the next episode. No, I don't want to know that. Too. I don't want
1: to know that. No, we're not spoiling no, that on this show. No, we don't want that. You guys can do that on text. I don't need, I don't want that spoiler. I will say this, Elise, and this is, if Colton were listening, if I could, if I could rewind time and give Colton some advice, cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of a certain age. I've been around this Elise. First of all, she's not, she's in no way going to win the bachelor. She their her whole storyline now is that she's a hag because she's 31. <laughs> they're like, oh, this fucking old biddy's here. She's 31 years old. But if I'm Colton, I 100% make sure Elise gets to the fantasy suites. One, she's 31. She basically says, hey, look, I've fucked a lot. I know how to fuck. So that's A, that's a big plus in my book. Two, and don't, don't discount this. This chick's a redhead. 100% complete unmitigated freak to the bone. She, the the problem is I, on second thought, maybe Colton doesn't bring her to the fantasy suites because he he'll be ruined for the rest of mankind to to have his first sesh be with an experienced ginge. That might be too much for him. He might not be able to handle that.
3: She would rock his world. He wouldn't know what to do. And he might just, He's one of these guys that you, you look at and you're like, he's gonna marry the first girl he lays. Yes, yeah, like it's whoever that's... wins the
1: show, and it's probably gonna be like one of these one of the Biola chicks. <laughs> uh, Elise, <laughs> they, Elise but, but does. But they, they teased. They teased last
2: night at the end. I think they actually have Colton jump, on jump camera in the saying that he might have sex with one of these. Women with one of these 20 women.
1: He was he was ready to fuck Becca, but she didn't bring him to fantasy suites. And the same he was he was crying over Tia. And that's what just drives me crazy. This dude had more mental breakdowns about (laughs) chicks he's never had sex with than any dude has over any other chick in their life. Like he's completely gone mental twice over TV girlfriends that he barely knew that (laughs) he never got in.
3: And let's so let's not forget, the only woman he's ever been in a relationship with was Allie Raceman, the gymnast, who we all know her story oh, of what yeah. she went through.
1: Yeah, she went through some.
3: Um awful. so this is the only woman he's ever been in a relationship with, a woman that was literally sexually abused for years by a doctor. Like this guy has yeah. like, he has no game because he's never been with women. No. He, it's not like right. he's had 10 girlfriends in his life and he's just yeah. chosen not to get laid. He doesn't have any game because he doesn't go on dates. And, and he this, doesn't and go out with women. This
1: is why I have advocated, and they'll never do it. It's not the formula, but my all-time favorite number one bachelor in the history of the show, Byron Velvick. That was the year they did the... Older, They'd <laughs> skewed a little bit older. And I know it didn't rate well. It didn't, wasn't, but it was still early in the franchise. Yeah. They went, you know, they, they had like a, he was like 40 or like a run. He was probably like 38, you know, and they had like a little bit older crew of chicks. And, and that is something that interests me a lot more than these, like people that have a little life experience, that are a little more strategic, that are just less these millennials that have, their whole life is about what's going to get them more Instagram followers. I feel like we get the Elises of the world, some older broads that have you know sampled the oats, they've been through some bad relationships, they've had a tough life, and maybe maybe we see how they react.
2: But but you have to just for listeners who don't watch the show, right. Who just listened to this podcast.
1: Of course. There's I many of those
2: Colton Underwood is he's not a virgin. Um, for any other reason than he's, he's not emotionally ready. And if you haven't heard his excuse, which he has given multiple times on multiple shows,
1: yeah, he was into being a D one. athlete. The,
2: the reason why he has never had sex because he was so busy being a D one athlete. Yeah. And if you think about how many D one athletes, have been much more successful than him, um, and gone on to the pros, and probably put a whole lot of work into doing it. And they still somehow found time to have sex with women in their spare time. That is such a flimsy excuse, so and angry. I can't believe that I can't believe that these contestants have allowed him to get away with that. I mean, yeah. I want I want one contestant that's like the the uh, the lawyer from Georgia um, that wrote a book. I forgot her name. Andy uh, what's her name Dorfman. andy I, I i want an andy on this show to be like wait yeah. a minute wait hold on a second what you're concentrating on being a like, do you want like i want somebody to like put his feet to the fire like let's get down like psychologically That's a great point why you have not had sex with a woman i i want to hear those answers
3: and let's let's also make one clarification illinois state football you're fcs dude you're not fbs <laughs> Come on. You're a red bird that you if you if your team were to ever get to the national championship, you'd be playing against North Dakota State right. and the Carson-Wentz team of the world, not you're yeah. not division 1. So I hate the fact that he's even saying right. D1 cuz he's not. He That's was not true. D1. Wow, he's FCS. Oh, you know.
1: unbelievable. And I and I'm not don't want to take anything away from this Colton because while he is emotionally stunted, I mean, there's a reason he's there. The dude is a Dying piece. I mean, he's beautiful. He's great looking. He's got about 4% body fat. I saw in the previews they got him doing battle ropes while the chicks look on. He's yeah. glistening. Like, the dude is not bad looking. There's, there's a reason they put him on TV. He's the perfect combination of dumb and naive, but also very handsome.
2: They have a – this is like – I don't know if it's the first contestant. But it looks like in his contract they say that cameras are going to get you taking a shower every single <laughs> time we shoot. Like, <laughs> we're going to have cameras in the showers and, sh- and because they are so void of, of anything interesting with this guy. He's never going to say anything that makes you, like, think, oh, that, that was smart. So they need to have <laughs> showers every episode, and they need to – like, literally it looks like an activity next week is – Women look on to Colton doing a workout. Yeah. That'll be an activity. That is a thing. They're they they're so desperate for content on in this episode. And speaking of, like, uh, I guess the first rivalry, other than the two pageantry uh, pageants, which pageant contestants, I guess, that we'll get into later. The current rivalry is uh, Old Hag Tracy, one of the old. I think as um, she's as Demi, as, as Demi calls them, the Cougars at thirty-one years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tracy v. Demi was the rivalry last night. So Demi, we've just mentioned, she's like twenty-two. She's playing the fun and young card. She calls thirty-one-year-olds Cougars. And she at every point gets a every point she gets a chance to. She makes fun of Tracy. She cuts her off, and Tracy is falling for it at every step. Demi's, she gets emotional. Go ahead.
1: Demi's the extremely poor man's Corinne, like just a sad yeah. attempt at a villain this season. I, I again,
2: again, again. She's twenty one years old or whatever, so she has literally been raised on this show. Yeah, she's she's pushing all the buttons that a villain does, and Tracy falls for it, hook, line, and sinker. Every single time Tracy uh, gets a chance, she says this woman is so immature. She's a child. She's not here for the right reasons. She's just she's doing the cliched thing that people do in this situation. She's a wardrobe stylist from Los Angeles. What can you give me about Tracy, Steve?
3: Oh, I was just about to chime in and be like, you haven't heard the story about Tracy pre-show? Oh no, no. I need to know this story. She got Josh hated. Once it was announced that she was a contestant on the show, someone went dumpster diving on her Twitter account and she has 30 marginally, if not downright offensive tweets from back in 2009 and 2010. Let me read some of these. For okay, you. let's hear them. So March of 2010, wish these fat old women on the treadmill would shut the hell up, stop dancing and just work out. November of 2010, liposuction is retarded. Stop wasting your money and just get your fat ass to the gym. (laughs) She's the fattest. (laughs) April, uh, August of 2011. Wow, it's really cool when you get to go to when when you when you go get in a cab and some fat prick with veneers flips out because claims he hailed it first a hole and then a classic one that definitely came back to bite her in the ass from August of 2009. Do people really think they're finding love on reality TV or am I just the idiot that watches it? (laughs) So those were just four. I mean, I could pull up. (laughs) She had a list of 30 that someone made an Imgur account of and put them all on there. And they were a lot of fat shaming, a lot of why are you in this country bombs? Uh, Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's already been taken behind the woodshed because someone felt like hatering her, and uh, who else did that besides... Who else got that done to them? What athlete? Well, Ke-
2: Kevin Hart just did it for the Oscars.
3: Kevin Hart, oh, but athlete-wise, it came out, was it didn't Kyler Murray have something as well? Didn't Kyler Murray have yes. something come
2: out? Yes. Right before he got the Heisman, somebody released <laughs> yeah. a couple of things from him And then back. right
3: after Hader like struck out the side in the all-star game, he someone yeah. so dropped good. that on him. So, yeah. Oh, um,
1: it was what's the who's the quarterback? Um Mr. Football, the quarterback for the Bills, Josh Allen. He had some he oh, yeah. had some another racist one. shit. Yeah, that's another another
3: one. one. Yeah. So yeah, somebody got her with that. So that's her story, is that she has a lot of and she, you know, she released a statement after it came out of, a, "That's not who I am today." That was, you know, yeah. same line that anyone who gets yeah. caught. But you,
1: when her, when her race or her fattest tweets came out, do you think she just pointed at her eyebrows and was like, "Look, do you think anybody, <laughs> anybody with these would do would write sane things on the internet?" And people were like, "Okay, yeah, no, you're good, you're it, we understand." Yeah,
3: yeah, so. No, it, it, it was that was interesting it's to har- this.
2: It's a tweets, harsh so. look. I love that. I love that. And so just to kind of like uh not that a lot of people watch the show that listen to this, but they they go on this group date where um Nick Offerman I didn't even know he was married to that woman from Will and Grace. I had no idea that they were they were a oh, couple yeah, they're married. in real life. I've oh, seen yeah. commercials with them in it, but I didn't yeah. know they were married. So anyways. Ah, uh, Nick Offerman and his wife are doing this little like a uh, theater thing in l a, and it's uh, get up and tell us about your first something. So of course, Colton, um, he's so dynamic, and he he offers so many, you know different uh, different things about himself that are interesting. He got up and told the story about the first time he told a teammate he was a virgin. And if you've watched the show, I think this is the third time we've heard that very story. So it's very, you know, very dynamic. He's freshening things up. And then all the female contestants get up there um, and just talk about their first. And I'll tell you this much. Catherine, who we've already kind of discussed, if it says on her bio she's 26, if she's younger than 36, I would be shocked. And... She did the whole mic drop thing and had this sexy attitude. Um she made me notice, I mean, I don't know what she's got going on there, but um I'm I'm a fan of Catherine now after that. What's her story, Steve?
3: Florida DJ
1: <laughs> Air quotes DJ. Yeah, she's, air quotes. She's in radio? DJ.
3: No, like Dj like DJ's parties, not yeah. radio DJ. Not <laughs> <laughs> okay not dj not, man like uh what's Judge his face called rome
2: um <laughs> yeah.
3: uh yeah no she's like a but who knows how legit that business is with her like right, i right. you know um, well this
2: uh, this might explain how, how deep she is and her fun facts it says that her favorite author is dr seuss
1: i i can only assume that's because they went to high school together <laughs> i mean she is old she is she is she has so much filler in her face it's ridiculous that said, that's, that, oh by
3: the way yeah. there's a picture out there of her pre all this work done on her face so much more attractive yeah. back then isn't like, that always the
1: story
3: yeah it's yes. like what are you got what are you women doing no
1: it's you crazy. don't need it you don't need it but yeah you end up looking weird um, yeah, um, that whole thing was weird that the um Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally, they were doing like some high concept shit from the stage where they were talking about the first time they got laid. And Nick Offerman was basically describing a pussy. Like it was so weird. But it was so great. And, of course, the chicks didn't get it all at all. And then they, right. they were supposed to go on stage and describe, like, something that was, like, a, a very seminal moment in their life. And one of them, I can't remember who it was, her story was about getting a rose the night before.
3: Yeah, that was Hannah. Hannah got, was getting the first impression <laughs> yeah, rose. Hannah. Our, yeah. our, our uh, content creator from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, that was her first. Yeah. Was, yeah. She gave, you know, here's this. <laughs> her first rose. Here's this beautiful blonde who gives gets up there and gives this story about how she never got dates in high school. I'm like, oh lady, uh, right. like that's you're not gonna be relatable to America when you're just this gorgeous blonde who's an internet model and you're yeah. humbly bragging about never having a date you in high school. Dates. It's like Come
2: on, yeah. so the, the I thought I thought really the the seminal moment, I don't even know if that word is uh correct in this in this instance, but like this, the next group date that we're on um just kind of summed up what i feel about this season like it's very kindergarten like there are no there are no adult uh themes it's all very like is he gonna kiss me i've never had sex does he like me and then they fucking did a whole um activity that involved just playing games um whether it was uh and not was playing
3: a, adult and not playing adult games oh playing, not at all playing duck yeah. duck goose
2: at camp yeah they went to, they went to camp colton where this mental midget i'm sure had everything to do with the, the game selection and they did the whole rover rover send someone over yeah. whatever that game
3: is.
1: egg on a spoon
2: it's just it the, the was wheelbarrow which could have been interesting if they yes you know. um but. Like, the this show, this, this season should be on Nickelodeon. I mean, if, if they didn't have, like, uh, like I re- there was a part in that they, they played, uh, what do you call it? They played badminton, right? And yeah. maybe the the least creative producer-fed line in the history of reality TV, um, Colton is standing there ready to serve as badminton, and he says, not even good acting, he says, okay, I'm going to serve this shuttlecock. Yeah, (laughs) that was his line. (laughs) That was supposed to be all like, woo, innuendo. I just I feel like I typically do feel dumber when I watch this show, but I I feel dumber and I feel like I'm in middle school so far.
1: That's why that's why I kind of like how they brought in Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman. And then we alluded to it before. um, Billy Eichner was there to sort of chaperone and bring comedy relief to this group date. And he basically roasted he roasted Colton the whole time, and, and at one point he had the line of the show where he said, "I'm glad you waited to have sex until you found someone who could successfully do a three legged race." <laughs> I
2: think so exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> because it's
1: absurd. The whole thing's absurd. And all the people that are in it refuse to admit that it's absurd. So it's nice to get some outsiders there to say, hey, what's going on here is insane. And the, so that you can identify with the people at home that all realize that.
3: The, I mean, I? go ahead,
2: Jay. No, no, no. I, I was going to move beyond that. If you had a point about the group date and the lack of maturity in the show, go ahead no, I didn't okay <laughs> i I wanted to do a quick sidebar as I'm looking through these people, so uh if you fast forward to the people he didn't give roses to, we're never going to need to talk about this person again, but I very much encourage our listeners to go to uh the Bachelor cast page and look up alex b Oof. and i I mean a tough look a a delightful person, a delightful person, and I'm not even joking when I say this. Steve, could you confirm that she's the first uh, transsexual, wow. like tra- wow. transvestite? I,
1: no, I think, the, the, I think the nomenclature is transgender. Jason, I'm not, she, I'm I don't not, think I'm she's not that.
2: Even, I'm not even joking, Steve. Is, yeah. That's a legitimate question. Yeah. You, you're the guy with the spoilers. Did you confirm or deny that? <laughs> I, I
3: have, I have not been able to look up her skirt. No, I have. I could. I, I okay. can't confirm if. This is
1: devolving.
3: Captain Winky. No, we t- we
1: talked before, and I'm still not positive. I, they, they've downplayed it. I'm not sure if Colton's ever had sex or not. Maybe we'll find out at some point during the season. Along those lines, Nicole, is she Cuban? Does she have some type of uh, Spanish, Latina background? Because they really downplay that. Uh, quite a bit. She's rarely speaking in Spanglish. I think at one point last night, she's like, estoy muy caliente. <laughs> like, really, really? Yeah, we get it. You're Cuban. You're from Miami. You don't have to tell us that every single time the camera is pointed at you.
3: Yeah. No, she's uh, for sure. They're not hiding that yeah. with, uh, with Nicole. Um, it's just – I I need to do a study on this, and I actually sent an email out today uh, to somebody who helped me out in the past. (sighs) Because this cast seems so young, I want to compare it to past casts and see what the median age is this season. Because as as much as we want to say it seems younger, I bet you it's kind of the same as every past season because there's always... I mean, no matter what age The Bachelor is, The Bachelor women the cast of women is always in the 25 to 27 range, whether the bachelor is Nick or Ari who are in their mid thirties or Colton who's 26 you're going to get, I mean, that's the other thing we got to keep in mind when watching Colton season. Yeah. These girls might be young, but shit, they're only four years younger than Colton. It's not like, it's not like Ari 35 dating baby Becca who was 21. Like that was a little bit creepy. Um, but Colton's four years older than the 22 year olds on this show. So All is right. it really that big of a deal? He, that's, well, he'd probably be attracted 20,
2: to. He's 26 going on 11. Yeah. I mean, he's a kid. His, his, his age is not what he is, but
1: he is, that's he is a- young for a bachelor. I don't, I don't think we've had yeah. too many 26 year old old bachelors. I would say they're usually around 29, 30, even with the, yeah. even with the older outliers like Ari
3: off the top of my head. Yeah. Outside of Nick and Ari and your boy, Velvic, uh, Bob Guinea was no. I think at the time that he was on, he was in his twenties. Yeah, Andrew like, fires you know, The recent ones, the recent ones, like you know the Juan Pablo. I think yeah. it might have been thirty or thirty-one. Yeah. Um, ben Higgins was you know probably in that twenty I think twenty-six, twenty-seven range. Uh, you know uh, Chris Souls, the farmer, he was oh, late twenties, twenty-eight or twenty-nine. Like yeah, the bachelors are always usually. 28 or above with the exception of a couple but the women are always right around that 25 to 27 range like 80 percent of the cast probably 28 or younger
1: but it seems like
3: your stragglers that are
1: you know 29 or 32 it seems like this season there's a lot more in the 23 25 or maybe they just seem that age whereas usually usually like 27, 28 is kind of around the median age. It seems like this season, there's a lot of 22, 23 year old chicks, which makes sense. Cause he's 26. Well, I
2: will,
3: I will definitely have an answer to this. Hopefully in the next couple of days, yeah. and I reached out to somebody to actually do, I mean, shit Jay Stu could do it right now looking at the cast page because it's got all their ages on there just uh, yeah they're
2: they're all very true yeah they're all the ages are very true (laughs) now uh if we flash forward to our first um our first rose ceremony uh of the season that's like post you know first impressions and everything else so demi very much is playing the antagonizer uh throughout the uh, pre-row ceremony cocktail hour. Tracy's falling for it. Hookline and Singer. She goes to her room and cries. Demi goes up with a very disingenuous apology. Um, and so, I guess the cast offs are the uh, Alex B, who we mentioned earlier, still needed an answer back from Steve on that. And then um, there were a couple people that we didn't really give a shit about that that left the show. But I will let's do this. This is since our first podcast of the season, and Steve can't participate because I'm sure he already has pictures of the of the, the final two uh somewhere in his in his email inbox. So Brian, let's give the uh the top three who we think the top three are gonna be. And the thing the problem with me is that I think I have much a much different viewpoint on life and women than Colton does. But judging by so far what we've seen, I'm going to do this. I'm going to say that Cassie, who yeah.
1: seems
2: who seems like maybe the most normal she of surfs, the bunch,
1: she's a social she's, worker.
2: She's really cute, social worker. Cassie, I think is is a is a finalist, and we're talking about uh, women that make it to the overnights, yeah,
1: um, yeah fantasy suites.
2: So Cassie's one for me and then they made her sweat it out last night but i think she might be a dark horse at this point and that's nina hasn't gotten a whole lot of face time yet but i think she might be someone who who goes far and then i really have no clue after that so i'm just going to pick a random <sighs> person Steve, is uh is i'll go with the north carolina pageant or Kalen. Uh, north carolina i'll go with Kaylin because she she seems to be the least the more, more sane of the two miss uh universe people.
1: It's too early to call. I like Cassie as to go, to go deep balls deep. Um, and then I would say, because it is so early, I would say the Hannah's two Hannah's two Hannah's and a Cassie. I feel like all three have real staying power. Now, of course you're going to see a villain make a deep run in this thing. So that's probably going to be Demi. You're going to see Catherine hang around for a while, but that face is, you can only go so far with that face. So she's going to be gone. Demi might linger up to fantasy suites, if not right up there till the end. I mean, that's just how, that's just how they do these shows. And Steve,
2: without divulging, if either Brian or, 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 or my assertions are correct. No spoilers. Are, do you know the final two or at least the fantasy suite contestants?
1: Oh yeah. Of course I you know. know. Oh, it is. This is fucking oh, yeah. reality. Oh. Steve, Jason. Wow. <laughs>
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No, I Christ. knew I, I mean, posted
3: it a couple of weeks after filming ended. Yeah, back in sorry,
1: November. Let's not disrespect our guests. Speaking of that, <laughs> did the did did the mansion burn down, Steve?
3: No, you know what happened was I guess I, I, what I've read in interviews and Chris Harrison has said in interviews on the first night where there's a ton of women in the house, where production camps, there's like this side house or not an outhouse, but a side house where all the production, where all the, um, the basically the control room setup is, that burned down. So the side oh, house wow. burned down. So it doesn't look like it's going to affect because I'm sure they can just build something or bring in a, you know, bring in a camper or something like that, or bring in one of those trailers and just use that as their on-site production room. But that was the only thing that they said happened to the mansion outside of, I guess maybe some smaller things. But they said the main thing that burned down. Was the production u- room they use for uh when they're at the mansion the the night one so they could easily they could easily just move that to another room or bring in a standstill structure and just use that
2: wow wow, I think I know that I think another reason why the mansion wouldn't burn down because the driveway is always like soaking so wet. wet
1: good point <laughs> good point it's it's saturated it's a good fire hose yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I I say we wrap it up on that. Reality, Steve, always just a tremendous honor. We know your time is valuable. You are being pulled in all directions this time of year. This is your major, major season, bachelor season. The fact that you break out a little bit of time to come do this little podcast is very much appreciated. Thank you very much for joining us.
3: You got it. I'm um, here anytime, especially even after I get passed over for Teen Wolf podcasts. I'm, I'm st- <laughs> we, still here.
1: <laughs> we will definitely have you have you back for both Bachelor and movie reviews, of course. Um, Jason Stewart, anything to add before we sign off for the week?
2: Well, on Steve's note about the uh, Teen Wolf podcast, <laughs> I think the holiday season of 2018 will always go down in podcast history. As the season that Brian and Ed chose to do podcasts with strangers over regulars
1: <laughs> no we have we have many regulars that's the thing we have we We like to spread it around to give the I, give the listeners different flavors.
2: I mean, but breaking down '80s movies—that's kind of our thing. So it's really, it's really a betrayal for you to go in a different direction. Right. But, oh. So
1: we, we will definitely put something together. I think we have something coming up pretty soon that will definitely involve both Jason and Reality Steve if they are available. Hey, um,
2: shout out to uh, CEO by the way. Yeah, that's
1: big a, scoop. A, yeah.
2: Very significant part of this podcast, right. and he wit- he witnessed the uh, Chicken Wings episode.
1: Shout out to Pat and Chino, who's, who knows the details. Maybe we'll get him on to tell his story at some point. Uh, all right. <laughs> Excellent job all the way around. Thanks, guys, for special guest reality, Steve, for co-host Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from TheBallerLifestyle.com. We'll see you next Four week.
0: Minutes. It's my first impression, Rose It's back Beck, the J. Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a little sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key. To the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We making a connection and falling in love. We chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So, it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we live in it. It's the bachelor lifestyle we live in it. It's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle we live in it. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in it.